are listening to Side Out, a podcast all about volleyball. I am your host, Audra Pearson. Today's topic is consequences in sports, specifically using exercise for not executing a skill or to motivate. Many of us who have played sports, especially competitively, may feel that this is a normal occurrence. In my personal experiences, if the coach deemed we weren't working hard enough or wanted us to work harder, we would have to run. They would even threaten us with running or difficult exercises to motivate us to perform a skill or task or to get us to hustle. If you are like me, you may see this as the norm and just how sports are. But is it really the best way to motivate athletes? I've played sports for what seems like my whole life. I was a collegiate softball player and have now been coaching on and off for about 13 years. For the past five years, I have been coaching at a competitive volleyball club. During my experiences as an athlete through little league, middle school, high school, college, and now as a coach, I have experienced firsthand and through observation players being put in pressure situations to motivate them to execute a skill correctly. Using these situations are done with the whole team present, and if one player does not execute the skill, a punishment is given. Many times a consequence is given to the entire team, such as running sprints. The player must repeat the skill until they are successful, with the consequence attached, and their teammates looming over them. It wasn't until I did my undergraduate work in physical education that I began questioning this practice. During the numerous coaches' trainings I have been part of as well over the years, such as the National Alliance for Youth Athletes, the message is the same. Do not use exercise to motivate. So why is it so widely used and accepted? I have reasoned it away that in PE classes or recreational activities that it is not appropriate because they may only be there to learn something new or have fun. In these types of settings, using exercise or punishment would likely deter them from enjoyment or in the activity or resenting certain types of exercise. But does this apply to competitive sports? Once an athlete begins playing in the competitive arena, Are they accepting being pushed and punished if they aren't doing their best or messing up? I have heard the argument that competitive athletes have to learn how to perform in high pressure situations. So by mimicking pressure and practice, you are conditioning them to not choke under pressure in a competition. So is this practice of punishment a valid coaching tactic? Does it really motivate or does it scare athletes into submission and lead to injury or dislike of the activity, possibly leading to dropout? My question is whether or not athletes have ever been asked about what they go through mentally during these situations and how they feel about their peers who may continue to not perform the skill, causing the rest to run over and over. Is this really building up confidence and team camaraderie or breaking it down? Today, I have a guest athlete, Avery, here, who I'm going to talk to to get an athlete's perspective on this method of coaching. Avery is on a 15 and under competitive volleyball team. She has played club volleyball since she was 11 and played rec for a few years prior to that. She has also played on her middle school and high school teams and participated in softball and basketball recreationally and for her middle school. Hi, Avery. Thank you for joining me today. So the first thing I'd like to know is whether you have ever had a coach who uses exercise as a consequence for not performing in your sport. Yes, I have. 
So can you recall a specific situation when you were given a consequence for not performing? And how did you feel before, during, and after that experience? When one situation was when we had to serve to like a specific spot and if we didn't make it then we had to like run and before it I felt disappointed in myself because I didn't make the serve where it was supposed to go and then during the exercise I was mad at myself and like why didn't you make it and then after I was tired and was like well I'm tired now, like, what am I supposed to do? Okay, thank you. So, you kind of, you kind of had the negative experience because you were the one that wasn't able to get it in that situation. So, all right, thank you. So, now can you give an example on the other side of it from, um, in a situation when you had a teammate who had to do a skill with a consequence attached to it and they failed at it? Um, during basketball, we had to shoot free throws, and if you miss, then we all had to do a diamond back in the gym. And how did that, so did you have a teammate who failed at it? Yes. He missed the basket, and then we all had to run for it. Did she only miss it once, or was it? She only like, missed it once. Okay. How did you feel about that teammate when they missed? Um, I was, I knew she tried. And I was like proud of her for trying, but at the same time, I was still kind of mad she missed it because I didn't want to have to run for her mistake. Yeah, that makes sense. So as an athlete, do you think that this type of coaching motivates you? No, it doesn't motivate me personally because it makes me like get inside my head. and like, if we don't make it, then we're all screwed. Like we all have to run for it. And it's not just you who made the mistake. It's upon everyone who has to run. Do you think it motivates your team? No. No? No. You think the teammates probably feel the same way you do about it? Yeah. It kind of makes everyone feel bad? Yeah. That makes sense. So do you see that having to run or do exercises when you make mistakes, do you see that as a punishment? Yes, kind of. Because it's like, if you don't make it, then you have to run. And it's like, you don't want to run, or you don't want to make your other team run, and then it makes you feel like you let them down. And kind of like a punishment for everyone. And does it make you do better? No. It makes me perform worse because I'm stuck in my head. Like, if you don't do it, then what's going to happen? Like, you're going to have to run. You're going to have to exercise. It's just a mental thing for me. Excellent. Thank you. So hearing a current athlete's perspective is very meaningful to me. I'm so interested in this topic that I've been doing research and have started a research study myself to learn more about the impacts this type of training has on athletes. One study I have found says that, quote, young athletes prefer coaches who create mastery or task-oriented climates by giving appropriate positive instructional feedback to coaches who create performance or ego-oriented climates wherein they foster competition and social comparison among players and may punish participants for errors or for losing. So according to that study, coaches that are encouraging and are positive are more liked by those athletes. Those are the people they prefer and they feel that they perform better for. So should we stick to the ways of our coaches or begin seeking out new ways to motivate that foster more than just performance on the court? 
I hope this gave you some things to think about within your coaching. Thank you for listening to Side Out. I hope to have you back next time. Thank you.